Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Learning to Fly the Podcast. Today is February 3rd, which means today is a very interesting day. It is National Carrot Cake Day. It is National Day the Music Died Day, National Missing Persons Day, which has a really incredible history to it, and also World Optimist Day. So I figured let's take some time and celebrate poems about optimism. Um, A good slice of carrot cake is always appreciated as well. And like I said, definitely look into the history of National Missing Persons Day and see what you can do to make a difference in your community. But let's focus on optimism, something the world needs a bunch more of, especially in these days. Of course, this wouldn't be an episode of optimism if it weren't for if by rudyard kipling so of course we're gonna start there if you can keep your head when all about you are losing their minds and blaming it on you if you can trust yourself when all men doubt you but make allowance for their doubting too If you can wait and not be tired by waiting, or being lied about, don't deal in lies, or being hated, don't give way to the hating, and yet don't look too good nor talk too wise. If you can dream and make your dreams your master, if you can think and not make thoughts your aim, if you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two imposters just the same, if you can bear to hear the truth you've spoken, twisted by knaves to make a trap for fools, or watch the things you gave your life to broken and stoop and build them with your worn-out tools— If you can make one heap of all your winnings and risk it on one turn of pitch and toss and lose and start again at your beginnings and never breathe a word about your loss. If you can force your heart and nerve and sinew to serve your turn long after they are gone. And so hold on when there is nothing in you except the will which says to them, hold on. If you can talk with crowds and keep your virtue, or walk with kings nor lose the common touch, if neither foes nor loving friends can hurt you, if all men count with you but none too much, if you can fill the unforgiving minute with sixty seconds worth of distance run, yours is the earth and everything that's in it, and which is more, you'll make, you'll be a man, my son. So this is a poem that I think we've all come across in some shape or form. We've all heard of it. We've all read it. We've all um, discussed it even, I'm sure. 
but it there are so few stellar poems that emphasize positivity or optimism or hope um or even the idea of being a better person being the change we want to see in the world that I think this is a poem we should all be able to come back to without feeling stuffy or old or outdated or having to deal with some of those things, those connotations that come with older poetry, classic poetry, and sometimes worn out poetry. And this poem, like I said, does a incredible job of making the point and starting a conversation and being one of those ones you can just refer to when you need an extra hand. So I for sure wanted to start off with that one because it is near and dear to my heart for many reasons and it fits in today's theme perfectly. The next one that I want to share is a Ralph Waldo Emerson poem. I know that these can be long, so bear with me. Um, And this is one that I think gets overlooked because it's usually buried between much longer poems and it kind of blends in with them, um, at least in paperback uh, or hardcover print anthologies by this author. So hopefully this will give you new light and you'll be able to appreciate the world soul by Ralph Waldo Emerson as we celebrate World Optimism Day. Thanks to the morning light, thanks to the seething sea, to the uplands of New Hampshire and the green-haired forest free. Thanks to each man of courage, to the maids of holly mind, to the boy and his games undaunted who never looks behind. Cities of proud hotels, houses of rich and great, vice nestles in your chambers beneath your roofs of slate. It cannot conquer folly, time and space conquering steam, and the light outspeeding telegraph bears nothing on its beam. The politics are base, the letters do not cheer, and tis fair in the deeps of history, the voice that speaketh is clear. Trade to the streets ensnare us, our bodies are weak and worn, we plot and corrupt each other until we despoil the unborn. Yet, there in the parlor sits some figure of noble guise, our angel in a stranger's form, or woman's pleading eyes, or only a flashing sunbeam in at the window pane, or music pours on mortals its beautiful disdain. The inevitable morning finds them who in cellars be, and be sure the all-loving nature will smile in a factory. Yon ridge of purple landscape, yon sky between the walls, hold the hidden wonders that in the scantony intervals. Alas, the spirit that haunts us deceives our rash desire. It whispers of the glorious gods and leaves us in the mire. We cannot learn the cipher that's writ upon our cell. Stars help us by mastery, which we could never spell. If but one hero knew it, the world would blush in flame. The sage, till he hit the secret, would hang his head for shame. But our brothers have not read it. Not one has found the key, and henceforth we are comforted. We are but such are they. Still, still the secret presses, the nearing clouds 
drawn down the crimson morning flames into the fopperies of the town within without the idle earth stars weave eternal rings the sun himself shines heartily and shares the joy he brings and what if trade so cities like shells along the shore and thatch the towns the prairie board and railways ironed over they are but sailing foam bells along thoughts causing stream and take their shape and sun color from him and sends the dream for destiny does not like to yield to men the helm and shoots his thought by hidden nerves throughout the solid realm patient demon sits with roses and a shroud he has his way and deals his gifts but other ours is not allowed and he is no churl or trifler a victory is none love without weakness of genius sire and son and his will is not thwarted the land of seas and them and the atoms of his body bright in his behest obey his servant serveth the servant brave he loves amain he kills the cripple and the sick and straight becomes again for god delights in god and thrust the weak aside to him who scorns the charities their arms fly open wide when the old world is sterile and the ages are effet, he will from the wrecks of sediment and fairer world complete he forbids to despair his cheeks mantle with mirth and unimaginable good of men is yearning at the birth spring still makes spring in the mind when sixty years are told love wakes anew this throbbing heart and we are never old over the winter glaciers i see summer glow and through the wind piled snowdrift a warm rosebud blow like I said, a long poem, so bear with me. Uh, that is the best recording I have without tripping up. And again, I think that it has a really interesting perspective if you can get through each stanza, and I'm very excited to share it with you. This is where I'm going to pause to talk about some sponsors, and then we'll be back with more poems about optimism. See you soon. Stop frantically searching the internet. We're here to talk about my noise, too. The new book from Ash Raymond James. It is like a takeoff in space, all about his life. It is going to inspire you. It's going to make your heart and your mind like fall in love again. It's going to redefine gravity. It's my noise too. Get up and start dancing. It's time. It's my noise too. Learning to fly. This is Brenna from Rose Colored Books. What's your favorite fantasy book? Mine is Six of Crows by Lee Bardugo. For more questions like these and more pictures of books, go follow my bookstagram page, Rose Colored Books, on Instagram. Alrighty, everyone. If you haven't yet heard about Breaking Egg or Miranda Shea, then I highly recommend you go back and check out any episode that says Grief Circle in the title. Also, check out M-I-R-A-N-D-A-S-H-E-H dot com for more information, for tickets, and for dates, because these are wonderful events that are creative, inspiring, and wholesome ways to handle grief and other feelings of loss. Thanks so much, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the episode, and I hope to see you there. So as we come back to this episode, I actually am very thrilled for this opportunity. I get to talk to you guys about my first poetry collection, Dear Bouquet, which came out last March. And there's actually a section in it that is all about optimism. 
granted, it is optimism after a very long, hard trial in this overarching story, but it is it is optimism, and I am very excited to share a couple pieces from this section with you guys and remind you that you can still purchase copies of Dear Bouquet on Amazon and from my website, and even through messaging me wherever we already chat. So the positive section or the optimistic section of this is hydrangeas. Um, it's the last section in the book. And because of this, you will hear references to hydrangeas or to other things from the same seasons where hydrangeas uh, commonly shine. So with that in mind, this first one is titled Soil Acidity and All. There were blue hydrangeas flourishing on the right side of the house I grew up in, until my father painted it a shade of gray that reminded us of prison cells and storm clouds. Then something happened. They morphed into pink puffs of potential and promise. Now that I think about it, I find it funny. Blue, like the constant need to apologize. Nothing any of us ever did was going to be good enough for him to notice. Pink like sincerity and newfound love for the people we'd meet after leaving the place where the soil was just too acidic to flourish the way we should have. I wonder if the hurricanes have since then left them purple, full of pride for our growth, success, and true selves. This next one is titled Dear Traveler. You are everything I have ever loved about that place where we met, and someone told me you only see beauty in skies the color of my eyes and hope in music like I used to sing as I waited for the bus or the rains to come and take me away for a while. You haven't visited our castle built of words and heartstrings in a while, but the walls still call you king and the stars shine for, in your place for now. Flower crowns braided together by your hands don't understand the fear of waiting. This next one is titled Widening the Rose, and if you listened to yesterday's episode, you heard about poems and quotes, and this poem actually originated from a prompt that one of the members there threw up in one of the forums, and... I don't even remember writing it. I just remember typing and suddenly there was a poem on the screen and we all loved it and it, it became very important to me. But in the moment of writing, it was not. And I think that optimism is kind of like that. Sometimes you're just going through the motions and then you realize I can stop and smell the roses or the sky's a little brighter today or you know, I really love the way the birds are singing or whatever the case is. And so I'm very excited to share this poem with you, even if it isn't necessarily optimistic. The, the creation of the poem definitely was. Do the dead love? Is the last kiss of delight really so cold to blind? Leave, then save us all over again. Do the dead love? Writing all their secrets down as tombstones crumble on top of them yet again. Darling, do tell me. Do the dead love. 
And the final poem that I want to share with you guys today um, in the theme of optimism is titled Planet Poem, I'll See You Again. You may have heard this on the podcast before, and I'm very excited to share it with you again. And again, it's optimism in an interesting way. What? If life as a human really began with each of us blowing as a gust of wind on Mercury, before becoming bacteria on Venus, then humans here on Earth. Wouldn't that mean the death here is not really the end of anything at all? It's just the first step to our journey as Martians atop the red planet. And even though that's the end of a time in another very different body, that's not the end yet either. Because after that, we go on to become storms on Jupiter, the very ancestors of hurricanes Katrina and Sandy, or earthquakes in beautiful places, and then we hula hoop the rings of Saturn as if we are star ballerinas and actresses. On Uranus, we curse through unexplored, nameless oceans before becoming Neptune's tears or Pluto's goodbyes. Pluto is still a planet, and if you disagree, I don't care. But even that is not where time himself fades, because there's still so many millions of miles left in space for us to explore and enjoy. I'll see you again. And on that note, thank you so very much for tuning into today's episode of Learning to Fly the Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed being here as much as I've enjoyed being here. And as always, I'll see you again tomorrow for another episode of Learning to Fly the Podcast. P.S. I'm very, very sorry. There was no episode of Random Questions today. It's been a little hard getting guests um, sorted out just because I'm still recovering. But those episodes are not gone. They will be back soon. Okay. Enjoy your day. Bye, everyone.